Welcome to another episode of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Andy. I'm Eddie. I'm Pat. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries, right here on Paranormal Dads. All right, welcome everybody. We've got another awesome episode lined up for you. A little something for everybody today, wouldn't you say? Oh man, we're really kind of running the variety on this one. You're like, can't get bored on this episode. Yeah. And we're back into the haunting season. Ooh. It's October. Yes, my favorite month. It's you also my some, birthday month. You got a birthday coming up, big guy. Yeah. I do. Next week. Don't look a day over uh, <laughs> 36. Be nice. <laughs> yep, I'm turning the good I was thinking 29. Oh, Pat buttering me up. But he's wise. That's the problem. So you know, no matter what age Eddie is, he looks wise. So I that tax on an extra year. He look good, man. What, 44? 45. 45, man. Yep, yep. I keep getting wiser. Mm, so powerful. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's been great. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, Jill, surprised me with a surprise birthday party. Because when you have a birthday in the middle of the week, even when you're a kid, it's like, we're going to have my party on the weekend. Because yeah. it's just not going to work, right. man. And so, yeah, she just sn- sneakily kind of let everybody know uh, that, that there was a little shindig going down. And it was like a nice little get-together. It was just really great. It was fun. A lot of people love you, so it's nice that uh, she could you know, round everybody up and, and show that to you. So. I feel the love. But it's appropriate that you're born on your favorite month, and this is our spooky season. This is our this is right in our wheelhouse, guys. Love it. Pat's looking at a ghost right now. It's looking right at him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got an abominable snowman looking at him right there across the way. <laughs> you know, you look around this space, and it's just a treasure trove of gnomes and sasquatches and yetis. There's a Ouija board on the hanging on the wall back there, Eddie. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the Ouija board. <laughs> okay. This is not a – this uh, – my uh, mine and Jill's place is a feast for the eyes. Well, it is, and, and this is the first time you know that I've been over here. But uh, you know, as Eddie greeted me, I finally noticed the Sasquatch that had Christmas lights wrapped around him, and there's like three garden gnomes. And I was like, had I seen this, I would have ignored the numbers on the outside of the place because I would have figured this was your place. Yeah, so you're like, yeah. oh, which which one's Eddie's house? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, what kind of sticks out like a sore thumb? There's no other Bigfoots covered in Christmas lights in this whole uh, complex. Really classing the place up, aren't you? Listen, man, not everybody can be this classy. <laughs> well, uh, let's get right into this. And uh, for all you new listeners, we always start uh, the, the show. Our first segment is recent sightings. And I do believe uh, the birthday boy is up to bat on this one. Yep, it's my turn to blow out the candles and bring you the current sightings. Recent sightings. Recent. Here we go. Ooh. All right, so recent sightings. As we said before, it don't get more recent than this. <laughs> sometimes recent? we say that. <laughs> I know. And sometimes we're like, this happened two decades ago. <laughs> this happened back when when Eddie was born. Ooh, so it was old. Uh, no, so I went on a, what I'm going to call a family trip uh, with my girlfriend and her kids and my daughters, and we decided to just pack everybody. It started off as, let's bring our youngest kids out for a, 
like late summer vacation, go somewhere cool, somewhere we, where we haven't been before. And then I was the one who was like, let's bring all the kids. <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay. So we did. We brought everybody, and it was really fun. I had to take two vehicles, which is kind of less fun. It's kind of nice to get everybody in one car. You can right. kind of, you know, bond that way. But I uh, took two vehicles, and we went to uh, Eureka Springs and also uh, slash Beaver Lake, um, Arkansas. I love me some Eureka Springs. Yeah. I've never been. Oh, I've been down there number of times, yeah. but uh, especially in the fall. You just can't beat that place in the fall. Man, it's have you been beautiful. there, Andy? No, I don't think I have. Uh, maybe closest was uh, on our dogman trip when we were in Arkansas and Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, but but you hear you hear stories, I mean, of this place notoriously has a little bit of everything going on paranormal-wise. It's the, the entire – it's funny because environment is everything, and we get on about that where it's like, you know, almost toking to- – toking, joking – about like Bigfoot in the Midwest or like Nebraska. We're like, where is he going to hide? Like, <laughs> like Behind a corn stalk? Exactly. It's like, he's a skinny Bigfoot. Um, but uh, out in those areas, it is so densely forested. I mean, it is just trees and trees and trees as far as the eye can see. And rolling hills and streams and creeks and caves. Caves everywhere. Yeah, a lot of caves down there. Oh, man. And so when we were around there, it's really kind of like an otherworldly experience already. You're just already just... The ambiance and the scenery is just so it's, – it's like healing. I mean, some people don't like it. Um, you know, maybe some people don't like getting into that part of the country. I loved it. It was just so nice. Like you were saying, Pat, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, and the first time we went down there, it was actually – you mentioned healing. We went to – it was like a bed and breakfast, and the whole focus was kind of like a uh, a healing like a reset kind of a place, right? Yeah. Well, went down there. the the lady came in, gave us massages. Oh, and, man. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, very uh, kind of put you back in touch with nature man, kind the, of a trip. The only healing I got was from, like, some roadside guy. He was selling boiled peanuts and massages. And he's like, <laughs> come on over here. I'll rub that neck. Oh, yeah, that's lumpy. Let's get those lumps out of that neck. <laughs> That's it a was, good good business model. I know. I thought so. <laughs> but the, the way I describe the town is if, if uh, especially for our, our folks here uh, from Omaha, Nebraska, who are listening, uh, think of it, the whole town is kind of like an old market sort yeah. of fee- vibe to it. You know, yeah. a lot of old, uh, older sh- shops and kind of... Uh, Specialized type shops too. Oh, know. quirky restaurants, quirky little places. Yeah, there's one called the Paranormal Cafe Food Truck. Oh, and literally it had like an alien, or it was Outer Limits Cafe. That's what it was, and it was a little alien and a UFO as their logo, and only open like two days a week. Like it's just <laughs> such weird, quirky little, and you have to catch them at the right time. And I'm with you. The whole town, it felt like what if like. Almost like not Halloween itself, but what if like two days before Halloween became a town? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole thing has this really kind of neat hidden vibe. Like uh, in the main, I'm going to say downtown, kind of the touristy, more touristy kind of strip. Yeah. Um, there's all these great little pockets where you can find a new little shop or a new little thing. And I was a, I'm was a big geocache guy. I like looking for geocaches. It's kind of a fun way to inject a little mystery into your day. And I was there, and the um, the ladies were all kind of shopping and stuff, and um, Jill's son had gotten kind of burnt out on looking at stuff. And I was like, hey, man, let's look for a geocache. And sure as anything, there was a couple that were yeah. downtown, and we went looking for one, and it was most not I won't say treacherous, but it was the most tucked away, like weird, quirky, little weird place. And we ended up finding this hidden statue, like the sculpture that was like hidden in the uh-huh. in, in the woods. You know, it was just really neat. Weird. Huh. 
And it, felt, it felt like a movie almost. I was like, wow, this thing's hidden under a rock in the middle of a forest what, by a statue. I thought you were going to say you found it in the van with the guy offering peanuts and massages. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> weird, weird. It led right back to this guy again. <laughs> oh, here you are again. Two for one deal. Here's some peanuts. Uh, no, and so it's such a great town. And so we were there for about, I'd say about four days, uh, five nights, counting the night we got there. And the first half we stayed at this like Airbnb by the lake and just that, oh, man. When the sun went down, it was pitch black. There was no street lights, no nothing in this forested, like, like cabin type area. And we were staying in this great little A-frame house, which once again, back to quirky houses, like an, an A-frame, you can't beat them. They're just so weird, you know? And yeah. when we're in the house and just like telling stories and cooking meals and just having a good time, uh, it had rained pretty good right before we got there. So all the firewood was just soaked. I couldn't really get a good fire going, just a lot of smoke. Um, I look like a vaping person. <laughs> I just like, hey guys, oh, this fire won't start. Um, but yeah, we'd go and check out the towns. We went to a town called Bentonville, mm-hmm. uh, which is where like the first Walmart was. Right, home, home of Walmart. Yeah, I think their corporate headquarters is I, still there. I believe so. It's either that or Fayetteville, one of the Vills. Yeah, well, I know Bentonville was the first place that yeah. it started, I'm not sure. And there's this great art museum there called Crystal Bridges Art Museum. And so we went and checked that out, too. It's built, like, over a lake. So it's like like a lake is above the art museum. And uh, anyway, so we're doing this whole thing. And what, the kind of cherry on top of this whole trip for us was staying one night at the Crescent Hotel, which is a notoriously haunted hotel that was also uh, several things. It was a hotel. It was a college for women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was also a fraudulent hospital. Yes. <laughs> so it has all the historical <laughs> makings of someplace that would be haunted. Yes. Yeah. And it's had fires. It's had weird things happen. And one of the, being the fraudulent hospital had a man who was not a doctor, literally not a doctor, a uh, businessman who's like, man, everybody's got that cancer. I bet you I can make some make some sugar water and give it to him and call it a cure and then make a lot of money. (laughs) And And it was, he did. And he did. (laughs) And, and there's, I mean, and I won't maybe get into the whole story of the Crescent Hotel. We actually talked about this, I think. Uh, I think we did. In, in one of our earlier episodes. Yeah. And we may do a full feature on this at some point. In fact, I'd love to get us down there. And so I was there uh, with my family, and we were all just checking this thing out. And we thought, how fun to stay a night in the Crescent Hotel. Well, we did. And the recent sightings here is the, uh, the part of what I want to share with you is kind of a one-two punch. So we go to the Crescent, and the whole place just feels very heavy because there's a lot of history a lot of things and it's a very much turn of the century very gothic very victorian looking hotel everything Mm -hmm. is ornate everything is carved everything is over the top there's no simplicity here every knob every like like a like post on a stairwell is like ornately carved and they have this fireplace that's in the lobby that looks like a straight out of like like a haunted castle like there's this Mm -hmm. like weird the the they made this like owl bat looking thing <laughs> that, that sits on the door on the mantle and you can like buy your own owl bat. They did like a cut, like that, like did like a mold of it and you can bring home your own version. The whole place is kind of creepy in a weird way. Like it has an organ in there, like an old timey organ. And, uh, so with this whole site and setting, we're like, okay, cool. This place feels kind of weird. Um, you get actual keys for your hotel room. They're not like little sliders. Oh. They're old school like yeah. keys. Actual key. Metal clanking oh. keys. I have a picture of this. I'll put it up on our Instagram. Um, just crazy. And 
the rooms, some doors you have to like really kick open. My, uh, my daughters had a room next to ours, uh, mine and Jill's, and they had to like, you had to like shoulder the door open every time. It was just this like <laughs> old hotel, really, really like well done and kept up, but just an old building. And so they offer a ghost tour, of course. So we sign up for the ghost tour. We're going on the ghost tour. And for the most part, it's mostly just like stories of, um, you know, what's happened in the hotel. At the very end, and for the most part for me, I'm like, okay, this is cool. They're going over telling us these things, and, you know, nothing really happening. And in my opinion, you're not going to really have an experience like that during the ghost tour. It's not going to happen. But they closed the tour out uh, in what, they're, what they call the morgue, and it really wasn't an official morgue. This place wasn't built to be a hospital. Right. But because it was built to be a hotel, there was, of course, an icebox that was built for the hotel. And essentially, it was like this, like, big square oak box that they lined with um some material i want to say it was like something insulating it was like a natural thing it was some sort of stone or something that held held cold in really well mm. and the dude the fraudulent businessman kept bodies in yeah. this thing he's like oh, i know man. what we'll put in here forget the food we'll put bodies in here so just stacked them all up and then secretly kind of paid off the town like mortician to just scurry them off so nobody knew it's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. And like I said, we'll do a deeper dive on this one on the Crescent Hotel to kind of go into some of the stories in here. But everybody's getting paid, <laughs> essentially, except the dead people. And we were in this very room, and he's talking about this stuff. And I was hit, I swear. And I, I t like I said to you guys, I want to have real experiences. And I never want to add a little bit of zhuzh to a ghost story. I feel like it's hard not to sometimes. You get caught up in it like, and then it floated off the floor. Ah! You know. <laughs> but... But I also, I want to be very, like, aware of, like, what's happening. And we're in this space. He's telling the story about how they put bodies in here. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of crazy. And as soon as he's talking, I got so dizzy. Like, I, I had to put my hand out to hold on to the wall. I got wow. super dizzy. Mm. Crazy dizzy. And I looked over at Daphne, and she's like, I have to get out of here. I just got, I got really kind of nauseous right now. And it was crazy. Both of us, same time. No one else, you know. Yeah. Everybody else was fine. I even asked a few people, like, are you feeling okay? Like, yeah, we're fine. What's going on? And I was just like, I feel so dizzy, like motion sick dizzy. And uh, that just hit hard. That night, I decided to go on a walk outside. Because now this, you know, <laughs> it's been cranked up. I'm going to walk around here a little bit. And this is such an interesting place. There's like a church right outside of the of the hotel, like right on property. And all this crazy old like landscaping and yeah, gardens yeah. and fountains and all this stuff. And you're just like, what a weird place. And I get on the outskirts of the hotel and I look back at the moon and, and I took a picture of it crazy because it just looked like a movie, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Jill and I decided, uh, along with her kids, to go for a late night walk. My kids were all like, we're going to bed, we're tired, we're, we're done. And so they go to bed. Um, the funny part about it was they were staying in the room that was right next to like directly next to the hallway that had one of the most haunted activities um it's a residual that they claim of a nurse mm -hmm. basically wheeling a gurney down mm -hmm. the hallway i can just hear the squeaky wheels oh yeah oh, said, you'll hear this person walking down the hall and so the girls were like during the tour we're standing by their room and the guy's like we're in one of the halls that's most notorious for hauntings <laughs> and they look <laughs> and over like, at the door and they're like oh great they're like we hate this um 
And so they were like, Dad, if we hear anything, we're going to let you know the next day. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to be our own little investigative team here. And so they decided to go to bed. It was probably about 10.30 at night. You know, we've been, the whole day was full of, like, we're going to shops and eating and doing things and walk, tons yeah. of walking. And so Jill and uh, her children and myself go for a walk. And we decide to, like, go no lights. We want the moon, like, you know, how we all did that Bigfoot hunt, how after a while your eyes will adjust. Yeah. So we're like, no lights, the, our, our eyes will adjust. And at first her kids kind of protested. They were like, this is crazy. <laughs> we're like, let's just let our eyes adjust. And so we're walking around this, this property with no artificial light really to speak of, maybe some background light pollution, but just the moon. And this feeling fills you up with just history. I, I wouldn't say I felt like, ooh, and then I felt like we were being followed. No, but it just, it felt heavy. And not heavy bad, but just like a lot of stories, a lot of thoughts, a lot of things. And we're walking down this one road, and it's so dark. At one point, the, the houses kind of petered out, and it was just, just this long stretch of road. And I wanted to walk out a little bit further, and I did, but then we decided to call it a night. Um, the next day was the day to go home, so everybody's packing up. And I asked the girls, like, hey, did you hear anything at night? And they go, we did hear movement outside around the time that that person had said that that, that the residual happens between 2 and 3 a.m. And Daphne's like, I woke up for some reason. It was about 3 a.m. I had to go to the bathroom. I heard walking out there. I did not want to open my door. I did not want to. A, because they had to literally yank it open. It's allowed. The door was like, like there's a, theirs was the door you have to really pull on. Right. She's like, I don't, I didn't want to do it because A, it's so loud. B, I was going to be terrified if it was someone out there. But I definitely <laughs> heard movement outside of our room in that hall. Um, so that day, as we're leaving, we're driving down the same road that we had been walking on the night before. And as we're driving, we hit that patch of road where the lights all died off, and it was just all like forest and dark, and but now it's daytime, and we're driving. And I casually glance off to the left, and there's this crazy like grotto, like cave that they had like turned into like they kind of like cleaned it up and made like a nice little entrance for it and put some like carvings into the rock and so the girls and I were like what a nutty little spot so we decided to get out and check it out and I walked into this cave and went down you know me and caves Pat yeah. to check them out <laughs> if there's anything you know about Eddie he loves a good cave <laughs> <laughs> so we go into this cave and it's like this weird place where people people do like offerings and stuff and there was like candles that had been burnt and put out and, and some people have even left little, little led candles going and so uh we just kind of hung out in the space and there was like benches carved into the the walls of the cave and the whole thing just had this era uh, this air and aura of just like heaviness just <laughs> a lot of stuff and i'm like man i would love to spend some time here not just a short quick visit um but a lot of feelings a lot of Thoughts or just, you know, like I would say like like intuitive feelings, but nothing that was, I would say is concrete, saw a ghost. Um, I did sit outside the hotel for about 20 minutes. There's that one window where you can see a woman basically jump out. Uh, it's back by the garden area, third floor, balcony, and I'm looking at it. The funny part about it, it was the room next to mine and Jill's room. <laughs> oh, of course. Where the lady jumped. The lady jumped. So I'm watching, and I didn't see anything. So there's that. Um but uh, I will say this, 
um, a lot of cool, like I said, feelings, impressions, mm-hmm. uh, stuff that I'd want to be around for at least another day or two, just to kind of really get a feel for the whole thing. Like the perfect time was like the times that we spent over when we did the um, the dog man hunt. We were there for what three days? Yeah, three whole days. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the time I really want to like give it a good a longer time period, but a good way to kind of for me get a feel for everything. Um, the last part of this that I'll share was um, the day before. We, we left. We went, uh, like, shopping. And we went to this, like, an antique store. You know, we're looking at stuff. And, like, Jill's daughter found this great 1980s jacket. By the way, you know you feel old when the stuff that you had as a kid is yeah. in an antique store. And members <laughs> only. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's like it's like a puffy blue silk jacket. Yeah. Remember those with the little you – know, she's like, oh, my God, look at this thing. It's so cute. And I'm like, I had one of those in 1987. <laughs> um and we're all finding some cool things. And we're literally at the register. Oh, by the way, I, I tried to, I did some haggling for the first time in my life. I mean, other than like buying a car and stuff, I'm like, you know what? We're in a antique store and the Where you're whole- like, this is garbage. I'll pay next to nothing for this. <laughs> exactly. Like, this thing is trash. No. Are you Oscar the Grouch? You're selling trash, man. No. Uh, I went up and I just held it up and I'm like, Hey, I want to buy this thing, but I don't want to pay this much for it. This is what I want to pay for it. And I'll, you know, but I'll, and I even like, I'll pay for it with cash. And they're like, we don't care if it's cash. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they did come down. I think they were having, I was trying to make it fun. I was trying to be silly about it. And they're like, get this guy out of here. Get him out of here, this mook. We're tired of seeing him. (laughs) But I did, uh, so we're, we're wrapping up the purchases and Jill comes over, cute as can be, is holding this Ouija board she found <laughs> and she's like, it's so crazy. It's just like a movie too. She's like, it's so crazy. I was looking around and in the back, back corner, back tucked <laughs> away, I found this Ouija board and she goes, I don't even know how old it is. And she holds it up and there's like no markings on it at all that make it look like a modern product. Right. Like this thing looks old. Like you the know? label on the box is hand drawn. Yeah, yeah it, it's, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the cardboard on it feels like thick and sturdy. It doesn't feel like cheap and thin like it would be in like a more modern product. And I was like, this thing looks like it's quite old. And um, the lady who found it, she's like, yeah, I just found it in some other store and I just picked it up and here it is. And we negotiated down to a good, a good price, you know, apparently. And, and uh, we got it, and she's like, what do you think about using it as a decoration? I'm like, that's cool. So it's like up on a shelf, as Andy can see it right where he's sitting right now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's fun. I, I won't lie. We haven't used it yet. It's a conversation uh, starter. It's a conversation starter, It's and the packaging is just cool looking. I mean, it's a very neat thing. I did some research. Uh, we have a version that is pre-Parker Brothers, um, the packaging, and so uh, everything that I can find on it, that this is either between 1920 and 30 or 1930 and 40. I can't quite nail that part down yet, but it's that old for sure. About 100 years old. Give or take, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There was a whole redo in the 60s with the uh, Ouija board where the pot, the box art changed. They had Parker Brothers on the front. And uh, this is not the case. This is closer to the original box art. Pre Before this, it was literally like a wood... <laughs> And it is wood. It's actually a wood Ouija board. It doesn't fold up. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, certainly kind of a lot of history to it, I would think. So we're going to – at some point we may try – I know we say don't use them. And we, my advice to people is, you know, if you decide to do it, just make sure, like Andy, like you said, be sure you open and close 
properly. It's all about the intentions, right? Exactly. I mean, you could you could make your own Ouija board, and it would be as dangerous or benign as you wanted it to be. Exactly. You know. Yeah. I don't know. This whole story has Jumanji written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, we're like, and then the house was never the same, and Eddie changed that night. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it was super fun. Um, like I said, not a lot of specific things but a lot of feelings a lot of like impressions and uh there is something really i think uh interesting about taking you and your family and whomever and just taking them to a spot that you've never been that's kind of like away from your normal yeah kind of what pat was saying maybe even kind of recharge your batteries a little bit and uh check it out i recommend uh eureka springs for sure if yeah. everybody's I- i'll second that yeah there you go as an add-on to this for recent sightings, I forgot to mention that not only did Daphne wake up at 3 a.m., but all my kids did, independently of her waking up, and uh, me, Jill, and her children all woke up at 3 a.m. as well. And that was interesting. And this was the night that you stayed at the hotel? The night that we were at the Crescent – sorry, yeah. The night that we slept at the Crescent Hotel, we all woke up about the same time at night for some reason or another. See, mm-hmm. Maybe you all heard uh, the nurse walking down the hallway. Yep, something. Something woke us up. Like statistically, it's not likely that you would all wake up at the exact same time and that the time would be, you know, the 3, the, the 3 a.m. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Seven people are going to wake up around the same time for no reason. <laughs> yeah, in separate rooms, by, by, by the way, so – you know, but that whole area, again, not just with paranormal things, but that area of Arkansas, notorious for everything from ghost stories to UFO sightings to Bigfoot, Dogman. I mean, you you name it. They have, they have weird stuff there. Oh, love it. But thanks, thanks, Eddie. Really good reason to get us started. <laughs> Yeehaw. It's time for Pop, Culture, and the Paranormal. Okay, so today, I don't think we've talked about this on this show yet, but I came across a list of one of those ranking lists of the best ghosts, and I figured this would be a good time to be talking about some of these ghosts. We're, we're of course, talking pop culture ghosts, so cartoons, movies, television, things like that. But uh, now that we're getting into the, the Halloween season, I thought it would be an appropriate one. This comes from Esquire magazine, and I will say that uh, if you look this up and kind of go through the article, uh, the article, you know, it's it's designed for adults. It's not real kid friendly, so you probably don't want your kids looking at this article too closely. This is your. Uh, there's some language, so um, just beware. So I'm not going to go through the whole list. I'm just going to kind of touch on some of the highlights that I kind of agree with as far as. The ghosts are concerned, but uh, here we go. Some of the best ghosts in pop culture history. Uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson from Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams, yep. If you if you build it, they will come. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> you guys ever been to Field of Dreams? When they they built the there? actual one, yeah. over in Iowa. Out, out no, in Iowa, never have. Now they're actually building. They've, they've got a they've got a pro baseball stadium out there. It's a smaller stadium, but they play like one game a year out there, uh, and everybody wears throwback uniforms. It's very very cool game. Um, but the the original field from the movie is still out there. The house is still out there. Um, it, it's, it's a very cool place to visit. I was lucky enough. I went back there like in the nineties, it was probably around 93, 92, 93. And, um, we happened to show up there on a day when the locals were all dressed up like, 
the the ghost players. Okay. And so you could go get your pictures taken with them, and we got to have a catch on the ball field, and oh. we walk through the corn. You know, it's just a very cool place to go. So, so the farmer, the property, they've turned it into like a tourist yeah, attraction. Yeah, it's a tourist yeah. attraction. Yeah, I, I, I had heard that when they had filmed the movie, they had even offered to kind of like tear it down and put it back the way it was. And the property owners were like, no, no, just leave it. We're going to. I think they were probably smart. Yeah, they were <laughs> like, this is going to be a thing. Because I've heard gonna... they're even talking about building more ball fields out there. Mm-hmm. You know, So maybe they're going to try to open it up to maybe some, you know, like the travel teams and things like that. You know, or, or, you know, I can't imagine they're going to have too many major league games out there, but, uh, still it'd be a very cool place to go and watch a major league game. Um, Dr. Malcolm Crow from the Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah. Played by Bruce Willis. By Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie already, Bruce Willis is a ghost. Yep, spoilers. <laughs> but, um, and it's one of yeah. those movies where when it ends, you want to rewatch it from the very beginning. Right. And see. you'll get it kind of a different take on the, the like, whole thing. He was dead the whole time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, he was the one. How about the Hatbox Ghost from Disney's Haunted Mansion? Now, that's kind of like a... You're going to have to get some history on that one because that was... Like, he was left out. Right. So, yeah. uh, apparently, uh, upon his installation in the Haunted Mansion in in 1969... Um, he was deemed in, insufficiently scary with, within just a few months of operation. And as a result, they decommissioned him until about, uh, 2015. And then, so after like 46 years of retirement, um, he, uh, they, they brought him back. He just kind of built up this lore, I think, around him. And, uh, and now he's probably one of the more, the more popular ghosts. Uh, out there yeah so um well and then uh, as we're all fun to point out we have i have my prospector alter ego but there's one of the ghosts is kind of this weird like like a prospector guy like in the middle he's all shaggy and hairy right big old nose <laughs> yeah I'm following you home we'll haunt you when you're sleeping <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of the haunted mansion ghosts kind of have their own their own thing they're all so they're so all fun. unique so fun so um uh one of the ghosts in here is the snapchat ghost Oh, so, so I'm not a big Snapchat guy, but I do have the app on my phone. And I wish you would be. Yeah, yeah. Snaps. His uh, their uh, mascot is a ghost. Their logo is a ghost. I wouldn't have thought of that one. Yeah, but it is <laughs> pop culture, right? Right. I mean, yeah, dude. Snapchat. Sheesh. I can't. You can't. I can't. Yeah. What's your snap? I, I I'm 45. <laughs> then there's Ghost Rider from Marvel's Ghost Rider comic. Um, interesting thing about Ghost Rider, it started off as a guy. He was more like a cowboy on a horse, yep. like early on, and then he became this this kind of flaming skeleton head guy driving a motorcycle. Yes, it's funny how it so, changed. So, uh, Ghost Rider, uh, how about the Pac Man ghosts? Yes, Inky, <laughs> yeah. Blinky. What's the other ones? Inky, Blinky, Pinky. Yes, and Stinky, <laughs> and Clyde. Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, those ghosts saw a lot of action in the 80s. I recently say. read somewhere that Pac-Man, like, if you make it to a certain level, the game basically just, like, glitches out because yeah. it wasn't designed to go that, that right? high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like level 137 like, oh, or something. we're bored of this. <laughs> yeah, once you get to a certain point, the game just stops. It just eats itself alive. I the wish they'd do that, but... I was like, I'm tired. Yeah. 
wish they'd do that with Gardenscapes, because I've been playing that game for like six years on my phone. and No way. I'm on level 2,000-something. Remember Farmville? I think there's thousands of them. <laughs> there's a ghost in that one. It's like, just stop making levels. I won't have to play this anymore. Yeah, I, I, I played a lot of Plants vs. Zombies. That was always a fun one. No ghost there, though. <laughs> Uh, Slimer from the Ghostbusters. Yeah. You all know Slimer is the little green ghost that flies around and, and of course slimes people. Um, he made some appearances in multiple episodes of the Ghost, Ghostbuster, uh, uh, franchise. Franchise, thank you. He's but, like a floating sinus infection. He's like a floating booger and, <laughs> and he can put away some hot dogs to beat the band. Homeboy like ate a tray of them in like no seconds. Wow! <laughs> Didn't they remember those? What were they? Ecto coolers? Yeah, back right, in the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. it's like a. What was it? It was just like kind of like a fruit. It's like I think high C. It was, it was, like it was high C. Citrus tasting yeah. high C thing. I, I, it was I have, green. I have a fun story. I won a <laughs> raffle with some vintage Ecto cooler from the eighties that was still in a can, and I was going to drink, you drink it. it. I was going to. And one day, like at the time, my my ex-wife uh, was cleaning the kitchen and saw this can of Ecto Cooler off to the side and just literally cracked it open and dumped it down the drain. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I like walk in and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm sorry. I was just trying to clean. <laughs> it was funny. I was like, that thing was like, it's worth the money. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I would Drink it. I wonder if it'd still be good with all that sugar. Probably I don't not. Know, I don't. It turns yeah. into poison. Maybe yeah. she saved your life. Eddie's insides would have melted. <laughs> I know. She, she maybe dove on a grenade for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one Eddie's going to like. The Ghost of Christmas Present from the Muppets Christmas Carol. Yes. The he big was, red hair. He, yeah. The oh. big old ghost. He's my favorite. Yeah. He, he really is. He was cool. He's very much about living in the moment. The The Muppets Christmas Carol is probably one of my favorite holiday shows that, that, that are out there. And with the dawn of uh, streaming television, it's pretty easy to find. So if you haven't seen that one, definitely check that one out. Growing up, I always liked the uh, Disney version of A Christmas Carol with the Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy. The Disney Christmas Carol, Mr. too. Uh, Mick Scrooge or whatever. Yeah, yeah Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge yeah. McDuck, yeah. Yeah, the ghost of Christmas present in that one was that like kind of big dopey guy who was like, "Oh, welcome to the beginning." <laughs> he was just kind of like a big a big goon, but 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 lovable. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ghost of Abraham Lincoln is is, is oh? a popular. I guess one. in the White House, right? That's the idea. Yeah, uh, he's said to have haunted the White House since his death in 1865, with sightings reported by Presidents Theodore Roosevelt and Lyndon B. Johnson, among others. Um, in one anecdote, Prime Minister Winston Churchill re- reported encountering the ghost of Lincoln after emerging, emerging from his bathtub, which left him facing the deceased head of state buck naked. So, That's right. Nice. Yeah. That's right. Well, and it's kind of fitting, too. Lincoln was an intuitive guy. He had premonitions about his own death. Yeah. On top of that, his wife Mary Todd Lincoln she was, was she was, was really notorious for being a spiritualist, and she would do seances inside the White House and and everything. So, yeah. But I don't know, buck naked, looking at the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Man, listen, ghost, <laughs> be a little bit more considerate. I'm sitting here, you know, be not clothed, and you're going to walk in on me? No, cool, not cool. Yeah, not <laughs> you know cool better. At all. Um, Danny Phantom from Nickelodeon's. 
Danny Phantom. There it is. We yeah. mentioned Danny Phantom. I'll throw that one out to the kids. Yes. Oh, that one's beyond me. Nope. This is where like our kids, your kids, my kids, they're all the same age. They watch that show quite a bit. It was on Nickelodeon. We actually talked about it on Pop Culture and the Paranormal, maybe about three episodes, four episodes ago, uh, where, uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, Paranormal Cartoons. Danny Phantom. His parents turned him into a ghost, <laughs> which means they killed him. <laughs> so uh, how about King Hamlet from uh, from Hamlet? Okay. Shakespeare's Hamlet. Yeah. So yeah. that one goes back a little ways, but uh, he's a ghost on a mission, trapped in purgatory. As he died without receiving his last rites, King Hamlet urges his good-for-nothing son to avenge his murder at the hands of his brother. So That's uh, old school. Yeah, that is an old school one. Uh, let's see. There's Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Oh, yep. 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 Went in the bathroom and, and there got she is. killed by a... I think it was Nagini, the serpent. My daughter Sky is huge into Harry Potter right now, so yeah. we're we're I'm getting well versed in all those characters. Yep. Oh man, yep. She's insufferable in the movie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's Ban, and I might butcher this Banquo from Macbeth. Oh, is this another uh, Shakespeare one? I, that, I know uh, Macbeth has a ton. Well, you said the first one wasn't Macbeth; it was. Um, what was the first one that you mentioned? The, the, the Shakespeare uh, one. The Hamlet. Hamlet. Yeah. yeah he looks, he uses ghosts, man, like in his stories for sure. So uh, apparently uh, showing up uninvited is basically this ghost's calling card. Um, but he dials it up to 20. He shows up uninvited, uh, takes the host's chair, and then uh, insults the host to his very face. So... <laughs> I had to Not clean cool. up the uh, the language on that one. Oh, nice. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, where's in, Is there going to uh, be a Casper on this list? I know, right? Casper had to make the cut. Oh, I'm sure Casper's in here. He's the friendly ghost. One that I thought was, I don't know, Anakin Skywalker, Return of the Jedi. What? <laughs> I'm like, eh. His Force okay, Ghost? Okay, Force Ghost. Could they, yeah. could they have picked a more controversial ghost, by the way? <laughs> yeah, right? Because back because when... Because they, they show... They show Yoda and Ben there as ghosts, yes. and then they show the old Anakin there. The young At least Anakin. they didn't show the young Anakin in 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 this particular oh. vi- this particular article I'm looking at here. Nice. They show the picture, and they show the old Anakin, not the uh, uh, the actor's name. I, I, Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. When they went back and put him into the special. Special editions. I yeah. was like, no, I'm I'm out. It made no sense. No, it's, it's just... like here's Obi Wan Kenobi. We didn't pull out the old actor and put in Ewan McGregor. It's old Yoda. He's got the white hairs on the side <laughs> of his head. And then all of a sudden, the movie we grew up with as kids, Anakin is old Anakin, yeah. but he doesn't lo- look like a boiled egg. He looks like a little healthy, you know, middle aged guy. But no, <laughs> George Lucas and his endless tinkering. He needed to sell Star Wars. He yeah. didn't know what to do with it. He kept yeah. messing with it. He just it. kept tinkering. Like, and... Oh, wait, let's do this now. <laughs> anyway, and they took out that that gentle, smiling-looking older man yeah. and put like a 22-year-old. It <laughs> <laughs> made no sense. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Uh, let's see. How about Sam Wheat from Ghost? Oh, Patrick yeah, Swayze. Patrick Swayze's character, yeah. yeah. He was a good That's ghost. That's a famous ghost. He's a good ghost. I wonder how many people took up pottery as a profession after that movie. <laughs> Just know. hoping to get Demi yeah. Moore as a girlfriend. Like, look what I can do. Mmm, <laughs> sensual. <laughs> I remember watching that movie as a kid, and those black 
shadowy oh. demons who pull the souls, you know, out of the dead. Yep. That, 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 that was really, scary. It yeah. stuck with me because I saw scary. it when I was maybe eight and yeah. I, yeah. I, I couldn't sleep. The, uh, the special effects haven't really stood up over no, time, no. but, but it was, yeah, at the time it was scary. Oh, yeah. Scary to watch. Yeah. Um, very much animated looking. Like yeah. They look very much animated. But also, I mean, you kind of, they jump out as being something different than, than the actual world around it. Right, anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Flying Dutchman from SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes, he's great. <laughs> I think he's voiced by Bill Murray's brother. Uh, I think the Flying Dutchman says. was voiced by... Uh, the guy that does, played, the, say, played yeah. the boss in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, I think. That's uh, Brian the, Doyle Murray. You think that's the voice of the is, Flying is, Dutchman? Is, is uh, or someone is his brother? A, yeah. So I'd be I'm if I'm sure wrong, if someone tell me. But I think that's the guy. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, yeah, this one's kind of a weak one. Oh, uh, no. The the Peanuts Gang from It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. So so all the kids dressed up as a ghost, some yeah. form of ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's a little so, bit of a stretch. Yeah. But, all right. All right. <laughs> um, I like this one. The entire cast of Lost. Oh, because they was dead. <laughs> Apparently, they were all dead. I, I didn't watch Lost, so it's good, but it's it kind of lost bad. on me. It, it was just a classic <laughs> example of a show that was allowed to go on to, for far too long. Uh, another famous ghost, Boo from Mario, oh, from yeah. the Mario franchise. Yeah, if you if it couldn't, if you would move toward it, it would come get you. But you had to like. If, I think if you looked away it. from it, it yeah. would chase you, and if you looked right. towards it, it would stand still. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and finally, Casper the Friendly Ghost. There, there we go. There it is. Andy's so, happy. My eye was about to start twitching. <laughs> Man. So, he had his hands under the table ready to flip it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's some famous ghosts for you to uh, maybe uh, come up with a Halloween costume if you need one. I would say if you have any ghosts that weren't on this list, why don't you uh, send them to us on our social medias, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Twitter. Hit us up. What ghost? What 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 ghost made you mad? That wasn't. You could even list? send it to Eddie on Snapchat. Send it to me on Snapchat. <laughs> just, look, just look me up, Eddie Fossler. I think it might be Edgar Fossler. Actually, I was feeling fancy that day. <laughs> Sir, ghost. Sir, Andy, Sir do you have a favorite ghost? When you think ghost, what's the first like? What you maybe would say pop culture? Probably image? Casper. Okay. I mean, pops yeah. in my head, but. You know, maybe I don't. I don't know if those were ranked, Pat. Uh, they were. So and Casper. Casper was. They had Casper at number one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But man, pop! You're like a treasure trove of pop culture references, there, Eddie. I mean, I, I gotta be. <laughs> it's good for Bill something. Murray's second cousin twice removed. <laughs> it might be his neighbor did the voice for this spinoff. Exactly. <laughs> if you listen quietly, you can hear someone sneeze. <laughs> I I would say when I think of ghost, the first image that I have in my brain, although I'm a Christmas Carol junkie, I, I love it. Um. I think it would be Marley. That's yeah. the first picture in my yeah. brain that I think of when I think of Ghost. They actually did have a Marley in in this list. Um, I think it was played by. I I had never seen it, and I think the it. I didn't really look. They attached a video to it, and I didn't watch the video, but uh, it was like first NBC's version of A Christmas Story, and Jason Alexander played Mar- Marley. No way, really. Did you? I, no, I, I don't recall that. ever seeing that. So there's so many versions. That was of just this one of the ones I skipped over. Story, but yeah, huh. yeah. That that's my first impression of ghosts. Marley. Marley. Thanks for bringing a pop culture, Pat. Um, up up next, guys. I'm on Main Mystery, and all I'm going to say is we're headed to the south. So hold on. Oh boy. Yeah. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> All right, guys. 
For Main Mystery, we are going to talk about five of the most spooky places in the South. Ooh. Does Disney World at night with no one in it count? Because that's pretty weird. <laughs> we could do an episode <laughs> just on Disney World. Yeah. We should and, do a Disney one sometime. And we might. You know, we've, we've you referenced it before with your Tower of Terror story. Ugh, where I almost became a ghost. My ribs are still hurting from laughing so For hard. For real, though? Like, this Heck, we were just talking about the Haunted Mansion. We were. <laughs> Already we're doing the Disney thing. <laughs> well, this the reason I, I found an article on the South, kind of a long story. As you guys know, I was recently supposed to go to Salem, Massachusetts with my sister Elizabeth and our friend Anna. That trip, for me, never happened because uh, my... Um, uh, back and neck problems flared up at the most inopportune time, and yeah. uh, I was kind of immobilized, so I didn't go. So I get to talking with the two of them, and we're kind of throwing around the idea of, in the springtime, uh, flying to Atlanta, taking Ooh. a seven-hour road trip to New Orleans. Oh, snap. And maybe checking out some haunted, spooky stuff on the way. So just the thought of that and, and you know, thinking about that kind of got me thinking about the South, and then I started to do some research on the South and uh here, I d- dug up an article from Listiverse, which anybody listening, if you want to fall down a rabbit hole of really cool content, check out listiverse.com. <laughs> they have countless, endless articles, top 10 rankings of, you name it, haunted you know, sea creatures, haunted locations, ghost stories, creepy natural parks, any kind of top 10 list you're looking for, you can find it there. And some of them are a, a little longer, actually, so I found a top 10 list. I'm just going to hit you up with the top five. Ooh. You guys ever heard of uh, Peter Dromgul? <laughs> no. Not even you, no. Eddie? That was my third grade math teacher, Mr. Drumgool. He was a piece of crap. He was mean to me. He broke my fingers one time just to watch me cry. <laughs> well, this is in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, the picture associated with this particular place. It almost looks like a cobblestone castle, if wow. you can imagine that. Drumgool. Yeah. That's a name you're changing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Legend has it that after Peter Drumgool arrived at the University of North Carolina in 1833, he soon fell in love with Fanny, a girl from Chapel Hill. The two became a couple and started meeting at a flat, at a flat rock near a cliff, and their love seemed one for the ages until a third wheel soured in. Ah, Always mm, the third wheel. Mm, mm. By the way, she would have been Fanny Drumgool had they gotten <laughs> married. This is like wedding singing where he's like, Julia Gulia? This is worse than that. This is Fanny Drumgool. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. It's maybe she has a winning personality. I you just sometimes life hands you a curveball. Yes, Miss Fanny Drumgool. That's a, that is a Harry Potter character. Oh, dude, all day long. Yeah. It sounds like it's straight out of Harry Potter. Okay, sorry. Well, anyway, so there's a third wheel got involved. Good old Peter noticed that another student who happened to be a good friend was making moves on Fanny. Time to kill somebody. <laughs> so Peter became uh, extremely jealous, didn't know how to handle the situation. Uh-oh. He tried to avoid his friend, but the friend was interested only in annoying Peter. <gasps> and when they met one day on a narrow campus path, the rival hit Peter with his shovel causing Peter's hat to fall to the ground. And after a heated argument, the rival challenged Peter to a duel. There it is. A duel. <laughs> With pistols at dawn. I just, I just picture him taking off his glove and smacking the guy in the <laughs> face. <laughs> I just don't understand. Anyway, 
I mean, do, do you break out your fencing sword? Or do you get your pistol out? What kind of a little know? bit of the Aji Baji to start boxing right there in the right in the alley? <laughs> <laughs> well, it ended with Peter being shot to death by his rival. So oh, there you go, weapon of choice. Dang. The man panicked uh, with two of his cronies. The former rival placed Peter's lifeless body on the flat rock that was meant for Peter and Fanny's trysts. Then the men dug a shallow grave and buried Peter hastily. Double dang. Dang. Peter's remains were never found, and it is said that Fanny waited at the rock many an afternoon, but she only saw the red-brown stains on the rock itself and never knew the fate that had befallen her lover. And this tale inspired the order of uh, Gimgul, a secret society for students. It has a logo with a gargoyle and a castle in the woods. In fact, the story seems to be uh, a legend designed to spice up the true story. The real Peter Drumgool uh, did disappear from Chapel Hill under mysterious circumstances. It was discovered that he owed money to at least one person and had failed his examinations, and he was never seen again. So there you go. Maybe a legend that that you know a, you know came from a, a true incident. Added a little spice and pepper, and before you know it, you know a, a true situation turned into legend and lore. Just so you know, if you ever find yourself being the third wheel, there's so many other people out there. There's literally millions of people out there. <laughs> just keep on keeping on, man. Don't kill your buddy just to get to some girl who, as you can tell, didn't get the girl. Hey, by the way, you may notice your boyfriend's missing. I killed him. So now you and I can be together. Wait, where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> like, that doesn't work anymore, man. And this has been your Love Life Corner with Sir Eddie Fossler. Welcome to Love Tips with Eddie Fossler. Don't kill the person. <laughs> like a girl that's already dating someone? Move on. <laughs> Find a new girl. Next, we go to Lawton, Oklahoma. Oklahoma! Lawton. Oh, I wanted to call I, it Law, Lawton, Law, Law Town. I bet they call it Lawton. 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 Lawton, Oklahoma. I was in Oklahoma recently for work. And it's a beautiful state. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, super nice people. Everything about it was really great. I was at a baseball game, and with unprompted, uh, the uh, team, the the home team, the Oklahoma home team, hits a home run. And before the loudspeaker started playing the music, the entire crowd, the most stodgy-looking, grumpy old man versus to the youngest, most mm-hmm. spry child, shot up in their seat, standing up, and began to sing the song Oklahoma from the hit <laughs> musical Oklahoma, all of them. And then the loudspeaker came on. They knew what to do before it they even happened. They knew what was coming. And I'm sitting here like, y'all doing fine. Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma, O-K-L-A-H-O-M-A. And I'm sitting here, and I'm looking around like, they all know what to do. And I look at one guy, he goes, you don't understand. We do this. They're like, you don't grow to the, you don't grow up here in school at least once a year they're doing a play <laughs> and you're in it you're going to be John Boy like <laughs> it's nuts dude but I love how quirky it is it's a quirky place anyway nice. was there was their ball team's mascot a werewolf no it was the dodgers so not nearly as cool right. as a werewolf dang it <laughs> well here in Lawton we're talking werewolves Ooh, ladies and gentlemen yeah. and it all started back on February 27th 1971 Ooh, the 70s uh, Pat's wheelhouse. Yeah. 35-year-old uh, Donald Childs. There we go. Uh, st- uh, he started uh, headed, he, excuse me, he stared ahead in terror as he clutched his chest. He was having a heart attack as he watched a horrifying creature rummaging around in his front garden in Lawton, Oklahoma. Mm. The creature resembled a canine, a canine humanoid figure and was drinking water out of Donald's fish pond. Oh. 
Hmm. Fortunately, Donald survived the heart attack and was released from the hospital after two days. He then reported to the police what he had seen. Uh, he, and it said seen, by the way, not hmm. saw. What he had seen. What are you saying? What are you I've seen, seen what it. I've done seen it. Uh, and what he what he seen was a humanoid monster with hair all over its face that was wearing multiple layers of clothing. See, that has me stumped because you know you're thinking dog man at first, right? We which we've investigated. No, this thing was wearing multiple layers of clothes, mm. which makes you think werewolf. Well, yeah, werewolf. Well. Uh, soon, more reports followed. People called the police in a panic, claiming to have seen the creature running down roads and perching on apartment railings. Uh, the creature, now referred to as the Lawton Werewolf, also ran all the way to Fort Still. There, a group of men encountered it. Theories for the sightings included uh, people dressing up in hairy suits as a hoax. Uh, some don't believe this because one of the reports claimed that the creature survived a 17-foot jump Ooh, from an apartment building. That's a big jump. Others believe that the creature may be more of a Bigfoot than a werewolf, but either way, the mystery remains. Hmm. I'm no physics expert. Uh, most humans that would jump and land from a 17-foot railing wouldn't fare too well once they hit the ground. Probably not too well. You'd no. have to like do one of those Hollywood landings where you like <laughs> land on your like shoulders and roll. One of those tuck and power roll. superhero landings where you stick your arm out behind your back and dude, you, know, you break so many kind bones. Kind of in a football Bow! lineman position. Yeah, <laughs> one of those like parkour jumps. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I fell 17 feet and I broke my my arm something fierce. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know what 17 feet looks like. Well, anyway, at you. if you're in Lawton, Oklahoma, give us a shout-out. We'll send you a free sticker. There you but, go. Uh, watch out for them werewolves. Number three, we have Jacob's Well. I think I've heard of this one, actually. Have you guys heard of this one? Keep Jacob's going. Well? I've heard Maybe of... I'm thinking of Jacob's Ladder. That's uh, Jacob. It's a great Jacob Huey Lewis song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, step by step. Step by step. <laughs> um, but there's also a thing Carl. I think it's called Carl. Is it Carl? It might be called Carl's Hole. It's a whole day. <laughs> I don't know if I'd rather be in. I'd rather be in Jacob's Well than Carl's, Carl's Hole. Hole. My God. I'll have to find that out. I heard about this years ago on an episode of Coast to Coast about this man that bought some land in uh, Washington State, middle of nowhere in Washington State, and there was this giant hole. And the neighbors were like, "Yeah, we just throw stuff down the hole, it's just <laughs> trash." And but there's no bottom to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have heard of this. In fact. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and crazy. they've never found the bottom of it. They don't know where it goes. They don't know where it goes. Right. Yeah. And some other, some alternate universe. There's like a portal, and this garbage is just like piled up it all the time. Exactly. I don't know where it comes from. It just appears. Some guy named Carl, apparently. Anyway, but I don't know if that's Jacob's <laughs> well. No idea, I hope maybe Jacob's well is a fan. It sounds like my inbox because there's people who <laughs> who put my name. They use one of my email addresses like as their their throwaway. Email account thing. That's funny, and and it always comes to my account. You get like, all your kids. Is man, trash if email. I ever find out who you are, <laughs> that's a that's I'm just funny. gonna fill your inbox. That's funny. That's good time. <laughs> well, Jacob's Well is a spring that flows out of a natural underground res- reservoir and has been revered by Native Americans for at least a thousand years. the The mouth of the spring is around uh, 13 feet wide, and the water inside is 33 feet deep. Ooh. It's said that Jacob's Well has four chambers and, the, and that the first one is 30 feet deep. The second one is 80 feet deep. Um, however, the third and fourth chambers remain a mystery to most people, mm-hmm. as only very experienced divers have ever seen them. The cave systems of Jacob's Well also remain a puzzle to scientists. And this has encouraged people to try to explore the spring. And so far, nine divers have lost their lives oh. after diving into Jacob's Well to uncover its mysteries. Uh, Don Dibble, who is a, a local dive shop owner, 
has pulled the remains out of Jacob's well. He has also tried to dissuade people from jumping into it by building a grate of rebar and concrete and covering the entrance of the third chamber. A mere six months later, the grating was dismantled. On a plastic slate, someone left a note for Don, which said, you can't keep us out. Uh, Why Jacob's Well holds such an attraction for people causing them to jump in while knowing its danger has yet to be determined. You know, it's one of those things, you know, one person does it and the other person wants to do it to get famous. It's, I don't know, why do people take selfies on top of the Grand Canyon and fall off? Yeah. Everyone's looking for their 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many people now that we talked about the Grave Cave in, uh, I don't even remember that town. What was that town called? I couldn't tell you. In Oklahoma? Yeah, but for anyone who didn't listen to that episode, uh, the three of us, Paranormal Dads, uh, last fall, we went to the border of Arkansas and Oklahoma near a town called Siloam Springs. There it was. But we went to a di- we went to a different town. Yeah, it was a different town. Yeah, we we found a cave underneath of a cemetery <clears throat> and we rappelled down and explored it. <laughs> yeah. And of course, this whole area was notorious for several dogman or, or werewolf type sightings back in the day. Yeah. We didn't find anything in the grave grave cave uh, necessarily, but we did find like a melted candle. Melted candle wax. Yeah. Like yeah. lots of it. No and- litter. It's all no litter. I was like, this place is clean and has candle wax in it, which only means one thing: people are lighting candles underneath here. And I don't know why anyone would want to light a candle when a flashlight would do just way better (laughs) in a cave, other than doing some sort of like perhaps maybe doing a a ceremony or ritual or something. Yeah. So there's that. That that seems all legit. (laughs) I don't know something about uh, enclosed spaces and dark water. Mm -hmm. That doesn't that doesn't jive with me. So I'm going to personally stay away from Jacob's Well. Right. Uh, Up next, we have the Old House Woods in Diggs, Virginia. I've heard of this. I lived in Virginia for a short time. I didn't know that about Mm -hmm. you. God, you're such an onion, Eddie. There's so many layers. So you've lived in upstate New York, (laughs) Florida, yes, Virginia, 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 and Nebraska. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Virginia, I went to Hampton High School for my freshman year of high school in Virginia. Funny. Hampton Crabbers. It was a crab. Was our, <laughs> no, yeah, it was a crab. Oh all the jokes. Bring them. I've heard them all. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> but yeah, it was a giant red crab. Just like, and with giant muscles. It was like, <gasps> like, a crab doesn't have big muscles. Delicious meat. Yes. But it was like roided out crab. Roided out crab. But yeah, yeah. Hampton High School in Virginia. A lot of cool Virginia mysteries. Well, here we have Old House Woods in Diggs, Virginia. Uh, Haven Beach Road leads away from Diggs towards a 50-acre woods and marshland area known as Old House Woods. The forest has a rich history, including that of the creepy variety. It dates back to the 1700s when soldiers and pirates took refuge among the thick greens. Gotta love it when pirates are factored into the story. Always gotta have a good pirate story. Inside the Old old House Woods uh, stood the Franny Night House, it had a reputation for repeatedly setting itself on fire and then extinguishing the blaze on its own. Eventually, the house burned to the ground, and the cause of the fires remains unexplained. In 1929, a man by the name of Jesse Hudgens reports, uh, reported that he had been walking through the forest when a group of men with glowing lanterns approached him. Mm. And when they came close, Hudgens saw that they were skeletons wearing ancient armor. Oh. Mm. Hudgens also claimed that one of the skeletons threatened him with a sword. 
Sounds like something out of Sinbad. Dude. Or bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> another, Disney, Disney stuff. <laughs> another visitor had some bad luck when his car broke down in the old house woods. He also claimed to have been approached by a skeleton in armor. So here we are, second sighting, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the skeleton asked if the road was the King's Highway oh. and said that he had lost his ship. The visitor turned around on his heels and fled. Uh, I mean, what would you do? Uh, nope, not the king's highway. <laughs> See a skeleton. I mean, after I died? After I became a ghost? <laughs> uh, many more unexplained events have taken place in the woods, including floating lights, spectral figures appearing and disappearing, and faint sounds of cannon fire in the distance. This has caused the old house woods to become known as one of the most haunted forests in America. Add this to the list. Yeah, yeah cannonballs, <laughs> pirates, skeletons, armor. I mean, it's a like, self-igniting house. I think we've talked about before. I seem to remember. Yeah, I think so. Reading about that one. It's called the old house woods. <laughs> That's right. I'm writing this down. Nice. In his field journal. Good old field journal Fossler here. Yeah, it's here for the reason. There is a little old prospector inside there, isn't there? Oh yeah. In here? No, I mean like in your soul. And oh yeah, you got the soul of a little mm-hmm. prospector. I and do. he keeps this old timey kind of field journal with handwritten notes and diagrams and ghosts and aliens drawn in it. And yeah, little it's so cool, man. Ideas in a digital world, it just makes it feel more nostalgic. I just it? like writing stuff down. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you can look up and find that Pat grabbed and squeeze and pinch my neck and. 2012. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a man. <laughs> exactly. You guys heard of the Bell Witch House Probably in Adams, in that book Tennessee? Somewhere. It's, it's in a book somewhere. <laughs> Bell Witch House. Does that ring a bell? Yes. Yes. Now, the Bell Witch, heard. is that not? No. I know who did this. There was an episode of um, Paranormal, or it was Expedition X, okay. which is what they've redone. Right, uh, they've talked um, about that before. There was an episode on the Bell Witch. So, yeah. Okay. So just go with the story here. and then... It's a really cool show, by the way. It's a great show. I can't recommend it enough. So in 1804, John Bell moved his family to Adams, Tennessee, and settled on 300 acres of land. They lived there happily and peacefully for 13 years before the trouble began. It started out as any old haunting with doors slamming, weird sounds coming from the walls of their home, and chains rattling in the distance. Chains! You don't hear that very very often anymore. Damn. Very stereotypical ghost activity, isn't yeah, it? I was going to say. Then a, a weird animal, something between a rabbit and a dog, showed ooh, up at the bell place. Ooh. Suddenly, the paranormal activity kicked up several notches. Uh, John's daughter bore the brunt of the weirdness with invisible hands slapping and pinching her until she was black and blue. Mm. After a committee was formed to investigate the Bell home, the entity revealed its name to them, Kate Batts. Oh, wow. Evidently, Kate used to be a neighbor of the Bells. Uh, She felt uh, animosity towards John Bell and his family because of business deals gone wrong. Kate vowed to torment John and his family. And in 1820, John was poisoned, allegedly by Kate, who was then also known as the Bell Witch. The Bell Witch story is arguably the best-known paranormal mystery in the American South. In 2005, a clairvoyant from Mississippi claimed that she knew the truth about the Bell Witch murder. She alleged that Betsy Bell, John's youngest daughter, had appeared to her and told her that John had been poisoned by a slave. We may never know if John Bell was really poisoned by a slave or murdered by a disembodied spook. Dang. Yeah, I know they did an investigation. 
I want to say I, I need to rewatch the episode, but I want to say there was some weird voices they had heard, maybe some EVP yeah. in that area, but just fascinating. Well, it's kind of like, you know, you're talking about Eureka Springs, Arkansas. You go just a little further south and east, you know, the whole south yeah. is just riddled with history. Yeah, and especially since it was like the stage for the Civil War, basically. Yeah. A lot of uh, emotion going on down there and uh, residual spirits probably left over from that that causes all kinds of weirdness. A lot of emotion and honestly, like uh, living in that area, like I said, I lived in the northeast, the east, and the southeast. I mean, that was pretty much my entire up and down the east coast. And I'll say this much. All the things I know about specifically, like even like we're getting at like the south-south, like even like uh, the Carolinas and like uh, Louisiana, Florida, those areas are just – a lot of the stories are people just moved there. It was very much like the West. It was like the West before the West. It's like people were – you know, all the colonies were up in the northeast and in Virginia-ish, and then they're like, well, let's go south, you know, because that's easier than going to the West because, gosh, there's the misses, all these crazy rivers stopping you. And so they go south, and a lot of people just went there. They were like, well, let's just go. And, you know, it's the you couldn't get to a more different landscape than to the deep south. You've got animals there that will literally kill you. You've got water moccasins and gators and just weird everything, bugs the size of, you know, dogs. And it's like, <laughs> it's like you show up there unprepared, you know. And back then, too, everybody's got wool everything, and you're in, you know, 100-plus degrees with all the humidity, and it's like – you're just the whole area is just really like kind of like not you're not ready for it, you know. And so those stories of people and hardship and, you know, living in the swamps and trying to figure that out. All these stories that come from that weird kind of like, oh, you thought it, you thought it was going to be easy. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just a great area just full of full of history. Well, and terrain wise. Yeah. Yeah. You have swamps. We have forests. You have the heat. You have mountains, mm -hmm. you know, bluffs, a little bit of everything. Um, and I think each generation just, you know, uh, it gets a little harder and a little more difficult because you're you got trauma on top of tragedy, on top yeah. of misfortune. And like mm -hmm. each generation has a higher uh, probability or likelihood of encountering something paranormal. So yes. it's interesting. Yeah, I remember driving through, I was doing a, a paranormal uh, lecture in Nashville a few years back, and uh, my uncle eventually picked me up and he took me to the airport because he lives in Nashville. And uh, I remember driving around the area and he was pointing out different like cobblestone walls that were along the side of a highway and stuff. And he says, yeah, those are built during the Civil War. Yeah. And it's like here in the Midwest, you just don't have that type of history. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you can almost feel the heavy imprint when you're down in that, in those parts. Oh, yeah. Uh, lived in upstate New York. The running joke I have is I, I was in upstate New York until the mid-80s, like 87, 88. Like I moved away when I was about 10, 11 years old. And that's a good that, – that, that's half your childhood right there. And living in upstate New York, you get the story essentially from the northern perspective of the Civil War. I mean, that's whenever it's told, it's told from that kind of angle. And guess what? Every year we go to uh, we go to Gettysburg. That was a big field trip. We're going to Gettysburg, kids. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. I moved to Virginia, and Virginia is kind of like a mixed area, right? It's like a little bit south. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit north. It's a little bit south. It's a little bit everything. And, and then it wasn't so far away that, sure enough, guess where we're going on our field trips? Gettysburg! <laughs> <laughs> so, like, all the way up until, like, middle school, early high school, it was like, man, I just can't get away from this whole Civil War business. But, yeah, it's interesting because you literally get, like, we would go to a place called Fort Story, I believe, in North Carolina, 
and you get the you get the step the the telling of the the Civil War, and it's funny because it's like in in New York, it's like yeah, basically you know we whip those Southerners, you know, <laughs> and then you go to the South, and it's very like quiet. They're like, and this is the fort where the South staged their defense. Anyway, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very yeah. funny. It's just, yeah, it's like okay, well there you go. There's history for you, but um, well, yeah, no. just full of. Full of sh- paranormal shenanigans, and hopefully, uh, I'll, you know, get down there and make it back safely in the spring. I'll keep people posted on that, but hopefully, we can, you know, drum up some paranormal happenings on on that trip. And then, uh, and then again, you know, before we started recording, the paranormal dads were actually talking about, you know, maybe hitting up the Northeast and actually checking out Salem next fall. So we'll keep you posted on you that. You couldn't keep me away from going to Boston around Halloween time. Around. Yeah, Salem. It's going to be wicked awesome. Wicked freaking awesome. Wicked bad. Freaking haunted. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us for another episode of Paranormal Dads. Check us out on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Hit us up at uh, paranormaldads at gmail.com. If you have a spooky story and you want to email it to us, there's a good chance we'll read it on the show. You can remain anonymous or you can share your name. Uh, but as uh, Halloween quickly approaches, if you've had a, a brush in with a ghost, a ghoul, a goblin, or something like Bigfoot or UFOs, just uh, reach out to us. Uh, we love providing firsthand eyewitness encounters. And, uh, yeah, thanks again. Absolutely. Uh, if you're interested in Paranormal Dad's uh, merchandise, heck, yeah, we got uh, sweatshirts now that the season's getting a little bit chilly. We got T-shirts and hat, trucker hats and stickers galore. So, yeah, I mean, whether it's for Halloween or upcoming holidays, uh, if you want to get anything Paranormal Dads, send us a message and we can give you a list of sizes and prices and all that stuff for our shirts and other fun stuff. And also check out in the show notes, uh, we have our YouTube link where you can catch some of our older episodes uh, still on YouTube. Um, slowly getting uh, the n- newer episodes put out there. Uh, I've, I've been behind on that. I'll take full blame, but uh, no blame. We'll, we'll, we'll get those up for you. So we do have a YouTube link. Uh, please like and subscribe that. Uh, that will help us in the future. We'll finally get our YouTube label, and uh, we'll be full-blown YouTubers. I can't wait to be a YouTuber. <laughs> so exciting. Uh, we hope to get up some video content as well fairly soon, so stay tuned for any of that as we can kind of grow our grow our presence here. So. The vid- first video will be Eddie using his 100-year-old Ouija board. Yes! yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. Take care. Now... On the gain, you may want to bring us down a little bit because we are spicy on this. Yep, looking good. I come down a little bit more, maybe. Maybe a little. There we go. That looks good. Okay. Because you know, you get too high, it becomes. So we are Taco Bell fire sauce, not mild sauce. Right, we're not that weird brown one now that you can't eat. Like, oh, it touches your teeth and your teeth fall out. The Diablo ghost <laughs> that pepper. Diablo ghost pepper. Man, that ghost pepper. It hurts everything on me anymore. Speaking of which, I'm going to get a little bite of my jerky here. <laughs> Are we recording yet? Yes. Oh, good. These okay. kids in their ASMR videos. Forty-five-year-old man eating a piece of jerky. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a wine taste test, and you spit it out. You're just going for flavor. Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's that delicate combination of caffeinated beverages mm, and beef jerky. It's a good thing I'm good looking. <laughs> it's a very good thing you're good looking. I'm gross. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh man, I got one more down in the basement. Bye.
<laughs> I'm sorry if you saying bubbles. I love you, Mountain Dew Energy. Why I love you so much. <laughs> we put that in the blooper reel. I will. <laughs> I'm on the edit for this one. Oh yeah. Well, maybe oh, we'll see if it makes it. All right. Welcome to another episode of Paranormal Dads. I'm your host. I'm going to read you. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that drag. That dads. Dads. Oh. Paranormal Dads. dads. <laughs> 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 bang, bang, bang. <laughs>